0: It is October 23rd, 2020, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox, actually on FS1 tonight, because there's a little thing called the World Series going on, which I wasn't aware of until I went to turn on Fox tonight. Uh,
1: I I used to watch that every year. I I didn't even know the World Series was happening either.
0: The things that mattered when we were children that do not matter anymore. Uh, This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, he's Matt Morgan. And uh, because we care enough to send the very best, we're here tonight, whereas uh, those other jabrones couldn't be bothered. Guys, blow
1: their Twitter up. Seriously. Call them out for being lazy and too good to talk to you guys on a Friday night.
0: Seriously. You should hear the way they talk about you behind closed doors. Seriously. And Matt and I are like, but there are fans. They show up. They're great. And they're like, screw the fans. I do this when it suits my schedule.
1: Pretty much. They're
0: Pretty horrible much. people. Horrible. I'm, the middle, horrible I'm people. in the
1: middle of campaigning right now. And I do not miss this show with you guys. Glenn is super busy. Same thing.
0: I've got a business I run. There was a house party, a reunion that was supposed to happen tonight. And I was going to oh. skip watching that for this podcast. It's dedication. Kid That's was going to be there. Play really? was going to be there. Oh, yeah. Really? Martin Lawrence. Wow. Huh. Yeah. No, Robin Harris. May he rest in peace. I was talking last night. Who are they going to get to do POPs? play robin harris's role oh, he's yeah. like one of the best parts of the movie i'm really yeah. excited to see it it's supposedly being postponed rescheduled but uh love me some house party 30th anniversary of house party what, what? was their
1: reasoning what,
0: what, what oh it's a fundraiser for rock the vote so rock the vote's a nonpartisan uh, organization to get out yeah. used to be to get out the young people remember we see the yes, cool mtv ads MTV.
1: yeah those were cool at the time and very cutting edge actually
0: yes and now mtv doesn't exist does mtv still rock the vote i don't think so I don't even know if MTV is a thing. It is, but I think the show like reality shows.
1: So, oh, so so why didn't
0: this show happen tonight? Though Uh, you know, this is what happened, and the same thing happened when they tried to do the Fast Times of Ridgemont High reunion, and they had to reschedule it because I think what happens is they get ready to go on the Uh air like an hour before, and they realize that all these Hollywood actors that are highfalutin and a little older have no clue how to use Zoom or the internet correctly. This was all through Zoom. All through Zoom, yes, because they can't be face to face. You were going
1: to a theater. I, I would,
0: Well, Matt, you know, uh, in the COVID era, Theater there's not much that would get me out of the house. Perhaps a house party reunion.
1: Maybe for charity. Like,
0: what about plexiglass? Is plexiglass enough, Matt? Is plexiglass really? enough? Uh, last night, one of them apparently thought it was.
1: <laughs> I went
0: to a wedding. A family member's wedding I had to go to.
1: Yeah.
0: I wore two masks. I wore a plastic face visor. I wore a hat to cover my hair, had gloves on, had arms, long sleeve shirt, everything. Immediately went back to the car, sprayed a bunch of Lysol, danced around in it like I'm putting on cologne, took everything mm-hmm. off, put it in a garbage bag, wow. Lysoled myself again, handy wiped my hands, got in the car and drove right home after the ceremony, no contact with anyone.
1: What about everybody else? Were they wearing that much with uh, suits like you were, were?
0: No, there were three people there in masks. That's why. Because there were people there, they said masks optional. Gotcha. You tell me the masks are mandatory and I go, okay, we're all going to take this seriously. We're all yeah. for real. But you say masks are optional and they got like 90% of people not wearing masks. Like, uh, come on. I don't like those odds.
1: Were they all from the same family? Or uh, no, friend. Friend, family no, social circle?
0: Friends. And, and let, let me say this in fairness. They, no, most happens. of them, most of them are from an area of California that hasn't been as affected. That's not my issue. My issue is people were coming in from all over the country from different yeah. areas. That might be and I just don't want to mess with it. I just no, don't want to and that's don't want to get
1: into it. And, and you'll feel safer and be safer for it.
0: Yeah. And so maybe I overdid I'd have people in the house the other day. We had an issue with our hot water heater and he mm-hmm. and they showed up they were wearing they were wearing like the beekeeper suit because they there know that that's what customers care about. They want to feel safe letting people come into their home. You know yeah. and I applaud that and you know some and I'll be the first one to say much like uh you know during the war on terror when they say a lot of it was security theater that we went yes. through. And I think with COVID, yeah, it's-, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, does maybe 10% of it actually help and prevent? But if that other 90% gives you that peace of mind, I think that's what's important. So people can feel comfortable trying to go about their day-to-day lives. Yeah. No, I get it. You know, it's all about the comfort level. But yes, uh, the uh, the house party reunion, I might put on the, uh, the hazmat suit to go attend that in person. I would donate probably... $500 to ch- a charity of his choosing. If kid personally would teach me how to do the kid and play kickstep and I could do it with kid, that's worth $500 of my hard earned money. Can't do it through zoom. I know. Can't do that through zoom. Matt, could you do the kid and play kickstep back in the day? Yes. That, now was, pretty you, that, that was pretty easy. Now did you do the thing though where you grab your foot and then jump I, through yeah, it absolutely. with the other one? Yeah. Wow. That, again, it wasn't, that wasn't hard. It's was just like jumping a low jump rope. Uh, I really you think about it. It's no, only about a foot.
1: High. It's only about a good foot and a half of the air.
0: Well, maybe, you know, for you, I theater. mean, what, what's your vertical leap?
1: At my highest legit, uh, 36 Vince Carter's was like 39, a five-star king. Hmm. So I know this, um, mine was 36.
0: Hmm. Well, there you go. So for you, yes. Easy. Plus you've got those long legs. I mean, <laughs> come on, like this is easy. You know, me, Mr. 30 inch inseam over here. Like, uh, I think not, that's not so me. simple.
1: Folks, look this up. I want to say Vince Carter's was 42 in the NBA, but there at that camp, it was 38 and a half, 39. Sorry. That's kind so, of me all
0: night now. No. Aside from memories of the kid in play, which we could yes. talk about for an entire hour, SmackDown no. tonight, uh, what'd you think of SmackDown tonight on the, uh, on the Fox, uh, the FS1?
1: <laughs> Everything, like, because of, again, whatever, because Roman is doing what he's doing right now and what they're doing with him. They can't go wrong. I don't care if the entire show stinks, up until Roman comes on. Wow! Anything from his segment comes on, then for me, it's always a hit. The whole show—that's that, how like big of a deal I feel in what they've done with him, and how intriguing wow. it is, and every—and I really believe that, which is crazy because I would never let any other storyline just one pull up an entire show from an A eh, to an A. Wow! But because I'm so intrigued by it being honest i love watching smackdown
0: from an A to an a that's that's a title Mm -hmm. for 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 a book right there matt you know like uh (laughs) what was it john ritter used to do the infomercials from where there's a will there's an a from an A to an a oh my god yeah yes um so we're gonna get into smackdown go segment by segment we learned the stipulation for the i quit match in hell in a cell uh someone's gonna be excommunicated from the family from the tribe if they lose we saw bianca bel-air Get, he re, make eye her eye. Uh, re-debut tonight yes. on SmackDown in the ring. Uh, Chad Gable, Shorty G. What's going on there? Shorty G quitting, Chad Gable reborn. Um, there was a lot yes. to like. Uh, Seth Rollins yes. toured up with the Mysterios. Um, mm. I could make more sarcastic comments about that, but I'll save that for the segment. Yes. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. Let's take a couple of these super chats that get into a Nate Monroe 499 saying, Matt, how hard is it to book a finish with someone who has a submission finisher and they're going over?
1: Not hard, not, not hard at all. Um, because if he's talking about you, you lose a little bit of the, the false finish factor of the of the end of the match, which always is my favorite part of oh, a match, yeah. even matches I'm in. Um, but with that said, um, the reason I don't like uh, um, submissions as a finisher is because look at the statistics, most people get out and get to the ropes. Hmm to make that finisher break. So I'd be like everybody and their mother kicking out of my carbon footprint, right? It's a, it's not as a big deal if people continue to kick out of your finisher. It's not as big a deal if everybody gets to make it to the ropes. Samoa Joe, for instance, with Xanaco- what well, not Anaconda, what was his gimmick called? Um, God dang the, it, he used uh, to choke everybody out with it. The Clutch. The Samoan, what was it called?
0: Well I can't remember. Yeah, Coquina Clutch.
1: That's right. The Coquina Clutch. K-O-K-I-N-A. Coquina brada. Uh, clutch. Um, dude, nobody got out of that ever. Yeah. Like at first, you know, so I, 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 don't think it's hard to book around. I just think you lose the person who uses it, loses a little bit of it. Meaning so much as a finisher. Cause everybody gets out of it somehow.
0: Yeah. Well, I've noticed, I don't know. I think it's not as suspenseful as a one, two, three. I think you're waiting much longer during a submission move. I I don't like when people tap out quickly either. I think that's probably the greatest sign of weakness in professional wrestling is when they get you in the submission move and you just start tapping out before it's even locked in. It is. Uh, Krona Shah, $2, is asking, did I like and enjoy the uh, Jericho and MJF segment on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night? What did you think of that, Matt? I did. I thought it was different. I
1: thought they swung for for the fences and something different and a lot of most people seemed like they hated it i didn't i liked it
0: uh i thought it was good believe it or not that's not my favorite era of broadway and that style of musical um, they you, did me in my you, shadow
1: are, are you really um, really breaking that part of it down
0: well hey. i you know matt you just say musical number musical number can mean a lot of things you know <laughs> i mean think about that for a second right musical is a going wide way too genre deep.
1: Oh, it is, but you had two wrestlers performing a musical.
0: Yes. That was pretty good, I thought. I thought MJF's a legit singer, so I thought you did a good job. MJF did sound very good. But, Matt, if I said to you, we're going to see a musical tonight, and you show up and you're expecting Mm -hmm. Grease, and we go see Les Mis, you're going to be like, I feel like I got a little hoodwinked on this one. Yeah. You know, I'm saying they're not all created equal, you know, in terms of style. And uh, people like The Music Man and Bye Bye Birdie. Not really my cup of tea, Mm -hmm. but I know some people like more that old Music Man was good. I like like Music Man interesting got range i'm really a fan of, of the older ones i like hair a lot i thought hair was really good hair uh,
1: hair is good that's why yeah it
0: is the, yeah soundtrack terror is amazing just as an album the soundtrack to hair is, yes, to yes, hair is incredible
1: i actually legit uh, had to shoot record of it
0: yeah yeah um and i think that's the i think it just varies but no i give aew points for trying i thought it was entertaining mm-hmm. uh justin lopez five dollars asking did you hear what Cornette said about the musical he thinks mjf lost his image and won't be taken seriously anymore i Felt like they did sand a couple corners, maybe a corner they sanded off MJF with that segment.
1: Yeah, it it won't last. It will literally last until he gets on the microphone again in the middle of a ring and cuts another one of his scathing heel promos. That's why he's so good. He can always come right back, and he is Jericho-esque in that matter, meaning... Jericho can literally throw his suit and tie on back like he wasn't back in WWE, cut his hair short again, and come out with his monotone voice and cut a heel promo. And you will take him seriously like that as he's doing it because they're that good. Nobody else could do this. Let me be very clear. There's not a talent in this business that Mm. wouldn't be ruined by that musical, in my opinion. Both of these can do it and get away with it because they are
0: that good. And I will say this, they did put a lot of effort into that, rewriting the lyrics, recording it. If WWE had done something like that, it would have been a public domain song, or they would have written some terrible spoof of some generic sounding thing. Um, I I like them taking a swing.
1: That's the bigger part of it. I like, I I do, but now I'll be honest, the angle between the two of them, I'm not crazy about because I don't know where they're going with it. And I don't Mm -hmm. know who's supposed to be the heel. Who's supposed to be the face. Are they both supposed to be heels? I guess that's what it feels like. So that part of it's kind of confusing, but again, was i entertained yeah was i expecting to do that hell no in today's yeah. day and age guys i'm a fan of that
0: i saw that on twitter and i just couldn't believe it i was very impressed that they tried so again not my favorite style a musical right. but no a plus for for effort and the execution yes. i think was fantastic even though it's not 100 percent my thing
1: i thought um, that was voiced over singing i didn't know that was yeah, i did really the two then. first so i went back and watched it i was like holy crap mjf really is a good singer.
0: Before they start changing the lyrics, I absolutely thought they were lip syncing to an already yes. existing track. So I give them credit for that. Uh, Jamie Kohowski, uh, five dollars, saying best episode of SmackDown in years. Wow, in yes, years. I like that. Bianca Belair finally won me over. Ms. Otis was well Final done. My wife, way. who doesn't watch, fell in love with Montez.
1: Okay, timeout. What do you mean Bianca finally won me over? You make it sound like she was some J Brown that nobody on this show has been screaming and ranting and raving. That is a main event stud star. Waiting to happen. Yeah. This is not some, like, wow, this is her, like, breakout moment. Everybody could see this this, this woman's uh, potential from a mile away. You have to be blind not to see it. She has no weakness.
0: Yeah. Literally. No, absolutely. I agree. She, she was fantastic. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5, saying, I heard the J. Roman stip is him saying, <coughs> if he says, I quit and didn't say Roman is chief, then that would be excommunicated. So that set up the heel stable, perhaps, with the Usos' Uh, having, like, a rival uh, rival uh, tribe, perhaps.
1: No, they need to be in the tribe with Roman if there's going to be a stable. Otherwise, that, that thing will fall flat on its face. You can't have the Usos just have their own stable with what? Who? No, that wouldn't work. They have to be with Roman if there is a stable at all. But the excommunicating communicating part, geez, like, that's
0: pretty stiff. Yeah. <laughs> that's serious. No, I agree. I think uh, definitely adds stakes. Joni Shauna Jenkins, five dollars Canadian.
1: That's like. Uh, Here we go, Jody Shauna. Keep re- read that first sentence.
0: Uh, nobody could touch MJF right now. If he ever goes to WWE, he'll be the next megastar. Not even close.
1: Thank you,
0: Jody Jody Shauna. Amen. Yeah. So diving into tonight, we you guys open... add one last thing. To MJF, yeah, it please. shows his
1: insanely crazy range. He he's got amazing
0: range and he is so young. He so heals. Young. He is a better 24-7 heel. I'm even trying to think who the next person is. Like Miz will act like a heel on WWE TV, and then he's doing charity stuff in the oh, reality Joe. show yes. and goofy shit. Right. Um like it dilutes him. I mean, seeing MJF backstage at Starcast, like away from people still being in character, um Love it. it's remarkable. Remarkable how he does it. The man is a performance artist, and mm-hmm. uh, that's something we don't see much mm-hmm. anymore in wrestling. Um, so, we open tonight with the KO show, and he invites Daniel Bryan out. Um, mm-hmm. KO pitching Daniel Bryan on forming a tag team together. And, Matt, they did your favorite thing to open the show before they could get too into talking about their hypothetical tag team. They were interrupted by Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rood. Uh, who came out and started cutting a promo that they're the best tag team. Then they were interrupted by Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, the Street Profits. And then they were interrupted by Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. And See. at some point they said, hey, we got eight guys out here. Let's make a four-way tag match.
1: Yeah, that's so annoying. But my, here's
0: my question. Did I miss something? Why did K.O.
1: just all of a sudden say, hey, Daniel Bryan, let's form a tag team? Did I miss the uh, on that?
0: Because he said he's never been a tag champ before. So,
1: I mean, yeah, it seems so kind of thin. More, And that's why, yeah. And that's why it's even more reason why I don't like these bam, bam, bam things that they start the shows off with. And everybody interrupts each other. Um, sometimes it works in singles, like, contention for the championship or something like that. You know, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I've seen when, when, what was it, Triple H was champion. Then Orton come out with his baby face and try to one-up him. And then, like, Benoit would come out after that and interrupt him. Then Shawn Michaels would come Like, like that, or Goldberg. That would work. But, like, this had nothing, no meat to the bones on it. And you just randomly threw Daniel Bryan out there again, which I'm not a fan of them doing,
0: and just say, hey, let's be a tag team. Want to be a tag the, team? The, I'll be a tag team. The, hey, we become the, best friends? <laughs> The biggest development I thought by it was a four versus four match. It was two tag teams pairing up together as opposed to a four-way uh, tag match. But um, biggest, I know Matt, but there are some people that will chat, that will comment on YouTube and say, it wasn't a four-way tag match. It was an eight-man tag, four versus four. Oh, my it's God. It's like, if, if you're living people. to fact check uh, and correct the Wrestling Inc. podcast. <sighs>
1: I'm begging you, get... you all to breathe. <sighs> get a life. <laughs> There's so many more things to be much more critical about, or not even be critical, just be happy about. Just
0: enjoy life. it. Enjoy the ride. Yes. So, um, so, 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 the most consequential thing that was said was Daniel Bryan was out there. Daniel Bryan was talking like the GM of SmackDown. Did you notice yeah. that tonight? Yes,
1: I did a little bit. He did seem
0: very, yes. Yes. And he, he said uh, he wants the Intercontinental title to essentially become the new TV title defended every week on SmackDown, mm. which was interesting. Um, and based on that promo backstage and Sami Zayn's protest, it looks like it's happening. So um, it I, would, I would actually be in favor of Daniel Bryan coming back uh, better than Adam Pierce, uh, producer Adam Pierce. It, 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 it
1: would, but I want Daniel Bryan wrestling. I like Daniel you Bryan do both. wrestling. Oh, you
0: okay. could be a GM that
1: wrestles. Okay. I'm, I'm down with that.
0: You know, um, so this match went on for a phenomenally long time, which is weird for a show that was like pretty good. Past this. I don't know why they gave us the first like 40 minutes, half an hour of the show with this. It's weird to put the filler up front, but maybe because they were on FS1, maybe they were hoping uh baseball would end early, people would turn over after. This felt very odd to front load the show this way. Because mm-hmm. it picked up steam from there. Chris Panaleo, Buck 99, his pet peeve, unadvertised on the spot matches. I like impromptu matches, but this formula is just you know what, you know what I'd be a fan of Matt? If they hmm. did the I'm gonna start cutting a promo and then get interrupted thing, if they do that for an entire show, I wanna see if they can do an entire two hours of SmackDown, of nobody gets to complete a promo because somebody else keeps coming out to the ring and cutting them off. I would say do that, then retire this gimmick forever. Yes. Just get done with it. Um Joey is pointing out there were rumors today that they had to rewrite SmackDown because it wasn't on Fox. Uh, I mean, on FS1, this is going to be probably in the three <clears throat> lowest rated Smackdowns of the year, yes, which, which is, is unfortunate. Because it
1: was a great episode.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so after this match, we saw the law and Otis, the start of the, the court hearings uh, between The Miz suing <clears throat> Otis for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, Ron Simmons was there as a court deputy. JBL was the judge. Uh the Mrs. Lawyer talking about emotional distress, wanton destruction of property, creating an unsafe work environment. Uh, Matt, you you hate this adjective. This was very cute, I thought, the way they set this all up.
1: It was, but the weak attempt of like, oh, uh, JBL's the judge and whatever, it's like a play on wrestler's court a little bit, even though yeah. Taker was kind of the judge. Um, but it, it served its purpose. Again, I'm no offense to Otis. I'm just not a fan of any of his storyline stuff.
0: And they they stretched this out tonight, but this was was okay. I mean, I kind of knew where it was going, but uh, then let's talk about this. Bianca Belair versus Zelina Vega. Um, This was fantastic. I mean, Bianca got in so much offense. It's a shame from Zelina's perspective being on Mm -hmm. SmackDown now that she had to uh, eat the pin here on this, but I thought Bianca looked like a million bucks. She did.
1: And to be fair, like Zelina could get back on the microphone. She's another one that could get on the mic next week and get her steam and get her heat back. Um, And this was a no-brainer, obviously. Uh, Bianca had to win, and I hope they continue this. I don't want to see her somehow get screwed over in schoolboy with, you know, the tights pulled by uh, Zelina next week. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see that. Just continue this slow crescendo with Bel Air nonstop winning.
0: I wouldn't be shocked if they don't add a rematch to uh, the Hell in a Cell kickoff show on Sunday.
1: Well, she better win again.
0: Yes. this Man, this tells you something about MJF. Tina Miller, $5. We're talking about a good SmackDown and people in the Super Chat are like, I want to spend money for a second just to talk more about MJF. Uh, Tina Miller saying one last thing on MJF. He's a weasel heel, so he can get by with it. Brock cannot. You know how I feel about this. I'll let loose on the haters. I See, I think Brock... Good job. When Brock shows range, that's what makes me like Brock. Show me Brock dancing in the, but, you know, but that's with the Money in Bank briefcase.
1: Good. It's not good because it doesn't make you hate him, which is what you're supposed to be mm, as a heel. That's true. MJF can do something like this.
0: Uh and but you
1: hate him next week.
0: Bianca back to SmackDown. Be, yeah. Justin Lopez, uh, $5. Bianca might be the best built-from-scratch talent to come out of the Performance Center.
1: Uh, it could be. That book is still yet to be written, Justin. We've got time to see that develop, and I hope that one day may be true, but is Roman... No, he wasn't built there.
0: Did you just yeah. quote Natasha Bedingfield with an unwritten reference?
1: Well, no. I was just saying, like, like, it's our first match. Like, how the hell are you already saying <laughs> that's kidding. the best talent that ever came out of the PC? You can't say that yet.
0: Mm, it's true. The future's still unwritten. Natasha tried to tell us. Um, Just... <laughs>
1: I said you that should. book That book has not been written.
0: Yet. Yes, I know. I don't remember the exact lyric because I haven't listened to that song probably in a good 13 okay. years. Okay. Matt, it's Friday night. All right. Well. I bothered to show up. Mm-hmm. I got a new Back to the Future 4K Blu-ray waiting for me downstairs that I'm going to be diving into so after then, this
1: podcast. With that said, the next match was...
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about Lars Sullivan versus Shorty G. And... Mm-hmm. This should tell you something about the the interwebs and social media and the issue with Lars Sullivan. Matt, did you know Lars Sullivan's the freak?
1: And I, uh, I wasn't sure about it, but after tonight, I was. Last week, they didn't say it enough.
0: Yeah, so uh, he's out there. He squashed Shorty G. Shorty G. After says, "I quit." Backstage, cuts a promo. Starts talking about his uh, accomplishments, the accomplishments of one Chad Gable. He quits being Shorty G. He's going back to being Chad Gable. And here's the thing. The guy that got squashed in the match was the one Twitter was all lit ablaze with. No one's saying, oh, my God, look at Lars the freak, how dominant he is. It was, thank God, Shorty G is dead. Long live Chad Gable. There Mm -hmm. was some hope to get his career back on track.
1: There is. And I'm very hopeful for him because he's very talented.
0: Very talented. American Alpha was fantastic. So Still big. a shame that they broke them up. So Shorty G is dead. Chad Gable lives on. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him. I hope I hope Chad Gable doesn't get his ass kicked by Lars Sullivan next week. But <clears throat> knowing WWE.
1: He will. But it won't matter. At least not having a corny name.
0: Yes. Uh, so Shorty G sounds like the greatest... 80s cartoon that never was perhaps late 80s late 80s you know like Fox was like we're gonna have a hip hop cartoon on Saturday morning Shorty G this fall on Fox Kids what was your favorite of the Saturday morning cartoons Matt growing up
1: honestly it felt like the whole day like because I used to the whole morning because I used to watch the Friday night beforehand when they did the very fall the fall breakdown of oh yeah yeah premieres. I was always so excited to watch that on Fridays but um, man I mean, I watched Smurfs. I watched, oh god, what's some of the Hanna Barbera? Wasn't yeah. Well, Hanna
0: Barbera. Well, they did uh, the Wacky Races. They did uh, the Flintstones, uh, Flintstone Kids. Yeah, Yeah. Hanna Barbera was quite a powerhouse of cartoons. I liked uh, Drak Pack. I thought was cool when I was a kid. Uh, I liked what they do the in space ones, like Gilligan's Island in space. It would always be some Josie and the Pussycats in space. There you go. They, they would just, because space was huge and over with the kids. Um, and when I think about Saturday morning cartoons, I think about cereal and breakfast cereal, yes. and just how fantastic breakfast cereal was growing up. Was. It's like parents, if you want to buy your children's love, Give them the sugar <laughs> breakfast cereal. Don't do what my parents did and be like, well, you can have your shredded wheat or your crispix. And shredded wheat, half of it's sweet. The rest of it tastes like a uh, packing material. No, I want the apple jacks. I want the fruit loops. I want the frosted flakes. I want the cocoa puffs. I want the booberry. I want something. French. I want something I could put the milk into, and it's gonna, I'm gonna be left with chocolate milk after and flavored milk. Golden but here's Grams. The th- Golden Grahams was awesome. And here's the thing about those cereals we grew up with, is uh, they were terrible for you. They were all sugar and fat and things you shouldn't be eating and unhealthy and you can't eat like that as an adult. It just, you can't live your life that way anymore, but now you can with the sponsor of this episode. And that is Magic Spoon. Magic Spoon has captured all the magic, of your favorite sweet, delicious childhood cereals and reinvented that in a formula that has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. The variety pack has four flavors: cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. And there's some other flavors <laughs> if you go to the website too, we're not supposed to mention it, but you can order them as well. And I'll offer applause with that. They've got peanut butter, they've got apple cinnamon, they've got a new fall flavors pack, they've got a lot I of didn't great get stuff. Peanut butter. I know Matt Magic will have to hook you yeah. up.
1: Because, because guys, this really does legit taste like those childhood favorite cereals. I'm not exaggerating that. Usually stuff that is this healthy tastes like garbage. I know because I eat that dry, nasty fish, jasmine rice. I eat immaculately. All right. And it, the foods never really taste good. You just know you're going to look good from eating this, this this cardboard tasting crap all day. <laughs> so when you get something like this, I'm telling you, I questioned it. Like my first two bowls, there is no way in hell that this does not have sugar. There's no way. And um, but I was I was wrong. And it tastes just like your favorites. I swear to God, I would not be as you guys. You never hear me talk about a lot of our uh, um, advertisers and things like that. Um, I got to, you know, this is something I 1000% believe in. It's so good.
0: No, Magic Spoon tastes amazing. Honestly, too good to be true. I came downstairs uh, last Saturday morning and my wife was eating a big bowl of frosted Magic Spoon. And she was watching episodes of Kid Video from like 1983 on YouTube. It just, it takes you back. It's like opening a portal. To childhood mm-hmm. nostalgia, so uh, you provide the cartoons. Well, YouTube will provide those. Magic Spoon's going to provide the cereal, and it's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. Uh, in my house, fruity and frosted are what it's all about, and the blueberry blueberry is that's just awesome. like blueberry. It's that's, uh, my, that's my favorite. Everybody raves about it. So here's what we want you to do: go to MagicSpoon.com/winc to grab a variety pack. Try it today and be sure to use our promo code winc at checkout and you're going to get free shipping and here's this is awesome magic spoon is so confident in their product it is backed with a hundred percent happiness guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked and let me tell you you're not just going to be happy with the cereal you're, you're going to eat this you're just going to be happy you're going to feel good you're going to think back to a simpler time when the world wasn't so screwed up when you had fewer problems less responsibility i'm telling you eat the magic spoon watch a cartoon travel back have that nostalgia trip. It's going to just make you so happy, and you're going to feel great after you eat it. That's magicspoon.com slash W-I-N-C. Use that code W-I-N-C for free shipping. And, hey, we thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Magic Spoon, get this man some peanut butter Magic Spoon. Ship it to him. Matt Morgan. please, Longwood, please. Florida. Make it happen. Uh, so, Dustin Eck with a $10 super chat. Wow. Raj Giri's just raking it in, not showing up. Unrelated to SmackDown, but honestly, I don't know if Vince WWE has control of Zelina and Alistair's Twitch because they're still cursing like a mofo. They don't give an f. Who knows? Did that switch actually happen? Did they take control? I know uh, Andrew Fuck. Yang was on Jericho's podcast this week. I haven't listened to oh, that yet. I gotta
1: go watch that. I listened to it. Yeah.
0: No, that'll be very interesting. Also, some uh, some interesting callouts in the chat room. Bernie DC liked to laugh. Olympics. Holden Caulfield. Space Ghost. Coast to Coast. Oh, yes, Space
1: Ghost was very good.
0: Came you with a Muppets reference of Pigs in Space. Oh, Pigs in Space,
1: yeah.
0: Tina Miller, Scooby-Doo, Johnny Quest. Uh, Oh, oh, man. DuckTales. Have you watched the new DuckTales, Matt? They brought
1: it back. Yes. No, I have not, but I used to love that show.
0: I used to watch it after school, though. Yeah. Oh, man. DuckTales. The new DuckTales is, like, seriously good. Dude,
1: does he he still, does Scrooge McDuck still, like dive into the vault i believe that's of, in the credits of money well yeah it is in the. it is
0: yeah uh anthony why wants to know do they have a fruit loops version that's what fruity is let me just that's clarify about is. that yeah yeah so fruity is down. like fruit loops Frosted's like frosted flakes, blueberries mm-hmm. like blueberry. Mm-hmm. You kind of see a pattern going here. Cocoa is like uh, uh, cocoa, Puff. cocoa puffs. Yeah, so it's uh, it's fantastic. And seriously, and it, we've heard what? great stuff on Twitter. People saying that you know they can't eat soy, they can't eat grain. Magic Spoon is so great. The, the I can't believe it was gluten
1: free. I couldn't. I know. Real quick, what's the peanut butter one though? What do we think that's a play on Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs? Or
0: yeah, I'm trying to think. What was the great peanut butter cereal of our
1: Reese's year? Peanut Butter Puffs? Was we were older though when that came out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think like Apple Cinnamon is like a little bit of a nod to Apple Jacks. Like they've got this down; yeah. they know what they're doing. They're yeah. evil geniuses because it's identical. Seriously, it's really insane uh, how much people love the Magic Spoon. Um, so, back to the show tonight. Bailey out there with her steel chair and cutting this promo on Sasha, getting her out there to face her tonight. What did you think of this, of uh, Sasha coming out and using the chair, forcing Bailey to sign that contract for Helen in a Cell on Sunday? Say that again? So, I mean, I think it's funny because it's a signed contract, but Matt, even, you know, a uh, someone that's even just watched L.A. Law, let alone went to law school, knows that a contract signed under duress where you're being forced is not legally binding. So I no, think Sasha, you know huge flaws in her strategy there. But uh, seriously, what'd you think of, um, of the promo that Bailey ca- uh, did calling Sasha and ungrateful Brad? Uh, this was a little different, I think, because uh, Bailey, maybe check this out. Bailey is now becoming like more and more an uncool heel. Like that's kind of, I feel like becoming more her shtick and maybe part of it's because Sasha's so cool. And when she was aligned with Sasha it made Bailey cooler when you're facing Sasha? See, I never
1: thought Bailey was cool. No, I thought she was always kind of dorky and like on the outside, overselling, overreacting. If she's on the outside of the apron while uh, Sasha was in the ring kicking somebody's butt and she was out there to be her cheerleader or manager, go back and watch. She was super corny, super over the top with her expressions.
0: Yeah. Baby was never cool.
1: cool. Yeah, which I think works. I think her heel heat right now is awesome. I love it. I'm entertained by it.
0: I think it's good, but Sasha, man, like
1: who? That's what this is supposed to do. That's what this is supposed to do. The mark of a good heel is making that baby face by proxy. Get cheered louder, seem cooler, seem funnier,
0: seem better. And so who goes over Sunday at Hell in a Cell? It should be Sasha, but I'm
1: going to say Sasha. I'm going to stick with Sasha.
0: Okay, there you go. I'm looking forward to that match more than any other match at Hell in a Cell.
1: I'm looking forward to Roman more, but this is my one B I would say. Maybe two, number two, one B. I'm looking forward to this more than McIntyre versus Randy.
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe this is unpopular. McIntyre versus Randy feels like it's been going on since I was 25 years old.
1: It's going to be good though, but it's like my third or fourth on the list for this pay-per-view.
0: What's the longest feud you were ever involved in?
1: Main event mafia, like a year.
0: Hmm? Okay. But I'm talking like with one opponent. Uh, maybe
1: abyss because we started as a tag team and we knew we were going to be yeah. being opponents for three straight months as well. That was like eight months, nine months. Okay.
0: But did you still feel the passion at the end of it?
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Really be- 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 yeah. Because we knew where we were going with it, but it wasn't like what you're saying and what you're seeing with Randy versus Drew, in which they just wrestle against each other right away. Here's the heel. Here's the face go. And they have uh, just a, a, an abundance of matches. The stuff with these guys, like Abyss and stuff was storyline, it was promo related, it was yeah. being a tag team at first until me getting sick of his ass, making us lose, and then turning on him. Um, you know, things like that. So it was it was fun to get to that part three to four months later after being a tag team and then finally turning on him and being a heel and which I yeah. was dying to become. So there's a new lease on life, and then so it's different. It's not the same type of comparison. What
0: you're well, saying. and uh, Lars Sullivan tonight uh, going extra heel. Uh, the playbook, Matt, that you know all too well. He he dyed his beard like extra darker black to make him look. You know
1: that does it. That's what does it.
0: Maybe he's just going through a goth phase. Did anyone ever say that to you back when you dyed your hair? It's like maybe he just really likes Joy Division <laughs> and the Cure. Big Bauhaus fan, you know. No. Uh, so back to law and Otis tonight. I mean, Ugh. this, this, okay. This was the best part where the witnesses Ray Mysterio Oscar, uh, coming up there. I thought that was really entertaining as hell. Um, but this idea that the verdict comes in. Otis wins cl- clean uh, in the courtroom. And then uh, The Miz bribes JBL. And then uh, JBL finds for The Miz and says, okay, instead, they're going to have a match at Hell in a Cell for the Money in the Bank briefcase. I mean, I just so want this, this to
1: be over with. It will be. And the right person's going to take this. And it's going to be Miz. It needs to wow. be Miz. Miz has got to take this briefcase from them. It's a waste of time. Nobody cares about this briefcase anymore. Like we should be caring about it. No offense to Otis. I just don't dig the storyline with them.
0: Yeah, I think the ham sandwich was probably when the uh, briefcase jumped the shark. He's just yeah. such a – rip. like it feels just like a bad knockoff of
1: Chris Farley at times. And it's not his fault. He's being booked this way and being told how to play this. It's not yeah. his fault, but I, this, I'm just giving my reasons why I don't like his stuff.
0: Uh – Jody Sean Jenkins, Canadian, $5. That's like a 550 dollars American, saying best long-earning feud for me was the rise of Goldberg versus All-WCW. Then he took down Hogan for the belt. That was going wild. Yeah. It was so good. That's not an angle, though. Yeah, I mean, that was more about Goldberg. That wasn't really a feud. For a feud, you need, like, good two sides. Yeah. Going at it. Uh, Jeff Peters, $5, saying her business is good. Good stories about you and Lashley.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Um... And then Krana Shah saying, Ms. Bribe JBL with a briefcase full of blue chew. Uh, JBL, if you want to hook up, uh, send me a DM. They're open. Um, and John Cena's Bald Spot, your favorite name in the chat room, it saying, 30 years of the dead man begins Sunday. The new episode appears every week for five weeks. Looking forward Oof. to it. Should be another great series. Okay, it is. But I don't like that
1: crap where I got to wait a week. Do what Netflix does. Put them all out there, WWE, at the same time.
0: I just, after, after, uh, Undertaker passes away. Vince is gonna just keep finding a way to ring more content. This is what they of the said about
1: Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan will be six feet under, and somehow Vince will still find a way to continue. I mean to catch yeah, that
0: check. If we didn't just have a monumental Undertaker miniseries, oh that's what they should do, Matt. They should do a fictional adaptation. What's Give that? me like a five, you know, like like a TV movie of the week on the WWE Network will cast an actor as like Young Undertaker, you know. Uh they should, they should go the biopic treatment because at this point, I mean, come on. like Vince is just looking for ways to merchandise this guy still.
1: This is true. Speaking of, come on.
0: Yes, speaking of coming on. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Murphy. This is a good oh. match.
1: Or, no, this yeah. was.
0: Yeah. Was, I mean, okay, so, to... uh, yeah, it was going to be. Um, yes. The stuff with the Mysterio family, look, I just want this to be done. Can we give them Me a big too. thing at Hell in a Cell and just – Keep them yes, apart from each other.
1: Please. For the love of God. Yes, please. I do want to see Murphy versus Rollins, though. I actually do want to see that.
0: I want Murphy to go over. Me too. I do really dislike Seth Rollins at this point. And don't give me the, always oh, a heel. You're supposed to dislike him.
1: Oh, you mean really? Shoot. See, I, 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 I think it'll be good to get. I do like Seth Rollins. I'm not a fan of the Messiah stuff, right? I think he doesn't need that. But he's so amazing in that ring. He's one of my favorite guys to watch wrestle. So him putting over, I'm going to do it again. Old boy, Murphy. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you guys have watched, go back and watch these shows. How long has it been since I've said old boy or old boy?
0: Yeah. And where's our talented fans? I want them to Photoshop the movie poster for old boy to put Matt Morgan's face right on there. And uh, what is, do you guys talk old about boy? To people understand? What is old boy? Old boy is a Korean action film. They remade it in the U.S. with Josh Brolin. <laughs> Uh, essentially, it's a fantastic action movie uh, and like a really well, interesting drama and story. Yes, it's called Old Boy. So there you go. I want Old Boy with Matt Morgan's face superimposed on the poster. You do know
1: that's like a uh, not a slogan, but a um, what's the word? A what you call it when you can't think of the word or the name, like homeboy or homegirl or old boy. It's funny that
0: homegirl. you can't think of the name for the placeholder. That's what's funny about this. That's pathetic. That's
1: what it is. It's sad. That's my concussion's coming through folks.
0: Manny Fresh $5 saying Mysterio. Manny, I like the name. Makes me think of uh, real big. I'm Mm -hmm. happy inside. I'm singing it in my head. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mysterio kids need acting classes badly. It's torture hearing them speak like they're trying to remember their lines. (sighs) Beachy dubs. A pup named Scooby-Doo for the win.
1: Okay, here we go. Yes, it was. I'll give you another one. Captain Caveman and Son.
0: Do you remember that one? I do indeed. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I gotta I gotta get I gotta have a marathon of uh some uh, Saturday morning cartoons. But watching those 80s commercials lately, most of those come from Snorks. Saturday morning cartoons. Snorks. Snorks were just bootleg smurfs under seas. Man.
1: They were, uh, but my my I, my two uh girl cousins, Sarah and Julia, I'd have to stay with on Saturday mornings. We had to watch it yeah. because of them. And that you're right, that was like the lull in my morning.
0: Yeah. But uh Thundercats, Thundercats was the bomb. They were not a Saturday morning. Weren't they on Saturday morning? I know yeah. they were on the weekdays also well, GI Joe was a weekday cartoon. Yes, yeah, I remember way. they had the GI Joe movie. They broke up into the five parts. Yes, yeah. Oh, good times. Uh, Chris Pantaleo four ninety nine saying they should make an Undertaker cartoon in the old Wild West setting, like Brave Star, where he's the main hero with supernatural powers. I'd watch that, that. Would work. That would work. Yeah. Uh, I'm just thinking about like Rubik's the Amazing Cube and the Littles, Pac Man, the Dragons Lair cartoon. Oh, Pac Man, yeah. Yeah, Dragon's Law was awesome because the game was a cartoon, so it worked very well. Uh, back to this gimmick tonight. Here's what I didn't like: I didn't like uh, all the "I'm the Messiah, you're the disciple." I'm the Messiah, you're the disciple. Like, you know, I'm just saying Moses didn't pull that shit with his followers. You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ, great man, but perhaps his greatest but accomplishment, did- in my opinion, he was the son of the he was the son of God, and he wasn't a dick about it to people. And I think humbleness, number one quality a Messiah should have.
1: Okay, but. We get why he's the jerky. He's being the jerky heel and it makes you like Murphy that much more.
0: Hopefully it's true. Alexander the great, not great to his people. Self-proclaimed Messiah. Look how it worked out for him. You could tell I was looking up Messiahs on Wikipedia during this segment because I was just kind of bored. Learned a lot about the Macedonian empire. Anyhow uh, in this Seth Rollins one, Uh, And then after he got the kendo stick, oh no, what now?
1: Aaliyah asking
0: her dad to go help Murphy. I mean, just let let Murphy and Aaliyah be together and let them, let's all move on
1: to something Please, for the love of God, yes.
0: Something. Anything. Following that match was. And Michael, the virus, I want to point this out. He should be the SmackDown savior.
1: Yeah, that would be good.
0: That would be so would much be better.
1: Good. Yes, it would. So much better. It'd get them away from stupid biblical, like like biblical and, and whatever they're trying to do with him that makes it feel so acting and, and, and hokey. SmackDown Savior sounds like AJ saying he's the face that around that runs the place. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's You're not going to have to write crappy promos for him if they call him SmackDown Savior.
0: This is a weird question, but you are around. Is Vince McMahon a religious man? Do you think he's ever read the Bible?
1: I don't have an answer for that. Honestly, I never got that vibe from him, but I also didn't get it. it, I did not get it from him. Like nothing. Indifferent.
0: Just curious. I hear we hear a lot of gossip about Vince. We know he's a huge Patriot. We know he loves celebrating important milestones in American history, but yeah, you never hear about that. Just curious. Um, So also with Aaliyah, how must it be having that name? To where you grow up in life and you think there's the R&B singer, so I'm never going to be that. It's like growing up with the name Denzel. But then there's another Aaliyah in WWE and NXT. Just, uh, you know, that, that's her uh, yeah burden.
1: To carry. But we're spending way too much time talking about an angle that we both just said we don't like.
0: I know. So let's talk about Roman backstage. having It wasn't really much of a feast. It was more like a deli tray. Mm-hmm. and uh you know some bread um but then he comes out to the ring with paul Heyman, and then we think we're going to get an address from jay but jay's wearing a mask and uh talking some trash and then it turns out that this his brother jay um and oh pardon me it was real that it was reverse jimmy. Those. yes yeah, jimmy yeah. not jay they're twins i'm allowed to get them confused yep. uh so and then Jay is right behind Roman and starts attacking him. And uh, this was interesting. Jay came out and Jay and Jimmy were standing on the ramp. And then Roman announces that the stipulation for their Hell in a Cell match is that it's going to be an I quit match. <laughs> if Roman says he quits, Roman loses the championship. <coughs> if Jay quits, he's out of the, the, the family. He's out of the tribe. Not only him, his yes. brother Jimmy, their wives, their children, their children's children are yeah. just out of the family. Um, and that's the consequence. And I thought that was an interesting way to go off the air. Uh, Definitely definitely added some stakes. It did again, this whole different culture
1: that they're playing into is so, I love it. I'm very intrigued by it. It's all real. Like my wife, I could fact check all this stuff there. Um, and being serious, it's so damn intriguing. Um, and Romans just continues to be the best thing right now. Bar none. Although I love me some MJF, obviously MJF is more talented, right? I I believe, especially on the microphone, but Roman, as far as wrestling goes, the whole being the main event marquee match that you, you know what I mean? Like he's the best thing going in the business right now. Yeah. I'm incredibly intrigued by this storyline.
0: And I think like this also shows up Seth even more. Seth and Roman should not be on the same show. Because Roman looks like a million bucks doing his heel act. And I think Seth looks like. He'll switch eventually, I'm sure. You think so? When? when... I'm trying
1: to think. You don't think? Once he gets done with his Messiah stuff, he'll go back to Once Seth he gets... Rollins again.
0: Well, he's... Seth's, not in a... Seth's got paternity leave coming up in a couple months.
1: There you go. When he's done, so... they have a baby. He eventually comes back. He'll be Seth Rollins again. Seth freaking Rollins. Rollins. Yes, and heel Seth freaking Rollins or babyface Seth freaking Rollins, both are very good and much better than this Messiah stuff.
0: Babyface Seth coming back to challenge heel Roman would be awesome. How that works. I'm into that. Um, so this was a good show tonight. There was some yes. good stuff.
1: There. This so, was a, when I said earlier about how anything Roman's on right now brings up the entire score of the show for me normally, but this show had so many great things on it um, that it. It didn't need it. Like, this was a very good SmackDown tonight.
0: Yeah.
1: Very good. And I'm going to give it, I always give sevens. You guys always complain about or 7.5s. You guys ready for this one? I'm giving it an 8.8.
0: Wow. Decimals, like a GameSpot score. Because
1: it's better than an 8.5. It's not a (laughs) 9. That was my thinking. (laughs) It really was my thinking. 8.8. What are you giving it?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I give it probably, uh, an eight, but I'll say if you watch this, watch the Daniel Bryan, just like watch the first like minute of that. And then when the tag teams co- come out, just Fast skip forward. ahead. Yep. Like 45 minutes. To Bian- no, no. That's where to Bianca. Yeah. Yeah. To Bianca. Well, it felt like that opening. What, was that 45 minutes? No, it was probably half an hour. Wow. Okay. I, I can tell you this. My internet went out and I had to watch most of the first match on my phone. And yeah. I was shocked that when I got my internet back up, that was still going on.
1: That that match was still
0: happening, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm trying to think when's the last time there was an eight man tag match? I mean, it's even rare that there's a tag match where, like, oh my God, and there was this insane spot or this great sequence, which is unfortunate. Tag team wrestling is fantastic, and WWE just treats it like filler, not an opportunity to showcase talent.
1: It really does. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks.
0: Uh so I think that's all we got. Do we have any news stories? Nobody emailed me news stories, Matt. So I think we don't have news stories. <laughs> um, but here's the deal: Sunday, Hell in a Cell. It's gonna be me. It's gonna be Matt me. Morgan. Mm-hmm. And uh who knows who the third TBAs, is. TBAs across the board. They don't
1: care about you guys, they just don't. Yes. So stop talking to them on Twitter, stop, <laughs> stop making a little anecdotal Like, oh, we really need Justin LaBarbera tonight or um, Raj saying, oh, I want to see NWO Raj tonight. Stop playing into it, folks. They're working you. They really don't like you. They're not your friends. We, hang on. We are your friends. We come on every night. Stop nervously laughing. I was just
0: thinking if Raj actually watched this podcast, I would get a text message. Because it's true. We're Mm -hmm. here all the time. I love that our chat room right now, that 50% of the talk is just Saturday morning cartoons. That's why they're the best. Yes. They're yeah, the best. Yes. Seriously. So I'm excited to watch my uh, Back <clears throat> to the Future 4K Blu-ray. I watched the auditions last night. That's... Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. So I bought it because it's 4K. It's the best quality Back to the Future yet.
1: Okay. So I'm stupid. What does that mean, 4K? Like, like 4K... What, what's so okay. better about
0: it? Okay. So when we were growing up and you're watching the Thundercats and the G.I. Joe, that was... 640 by 480 was like okay. the, the pixel resolution. Yeah. There's a tube television. It was analog. You couldn't really tell what was going on. Now, fast forward to the year 2000. Remember, you got your first HD TV. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the projection. That was 720. So that was 1280 pixels wide by 720 tall. Around okay. 2004, HD became 1920 by 1080. And that was mm-hmm. the original Blu-ray, um, okay. all the high def stuff you're used to seeing. Now, 4K is twice that so it's 2000 or it's 4000 something wide by 2000 pixels tall so they call it 4k because it's 4000 pixels wide so this is the sharpest picture uh the best color representation the smoothest motion so this is actually better than watching it or or the uh, the same or better as watching it in most theaters now because theaters aren't using uh analog film anymore they're using 4k projectors just put a digital print on the screen, so when you watch this at home, it's just it's going to look incredible. So, like, what it's
1: about is the color like pink? Is the color pink like more pink? Is yeah. the
0: well, Let me tell you the big thing you get: you get brighter hues on the colors, mm-hmm. you get uh brighter luminance with the white, but most importantly, you get darker black tones.
1: Do you so know what you th- my, my my gauge for all that stuff was which, when all those numbers you just threw out there happened over the years? Yeah. Was watching football. Yeah, the football yeah. field for me is the one that was like, wow, this is a really good TV or, Hey, this is really, you know, legit. This is, this is improvement.
0: Absolutely. So watch, watch uh, football in 4k or Fox was showing the world series tonight in 4k. Oh, watch that on a 4k TV. You will notice the difference. Uh,
1: So I have to go buy a 4k TV,
0: but here's the good news. 4k TVs. You can get a good one. Uh, There's one TCL uh, makes one. That's got a Roku built into it. it. It's 55 inches. It's like a $600 TV. Like, it's amazing how cheap these things are. Now, I remember paying three grand for something 20 years ago that I, that I needed three people to carry upstairs. That was like a projection. Oh, you know, I had
1: that. Yeah. It was a hand-me-down, but mine worked. And it yeah, was yeah. super thick, super big. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, so you look at it now, these things are, are paper thin. And yeah. uh, the picture quality is incredible. So, no. So, Back to the Future. I mean, look, we talked about this the other night. Uh, we were watching a, a thing on uh, like presidents or Supreme Court, and they we were talking about someone got sworn in on a family Bible. And I turned to my wife and said, "We don't have a family Bible." Family Bible. <laughs> yeah, some families. And she was like, "Well, we're not particularly religious." And I said, "So, what would you swear on? You're telling the truth." And we decided I would swear on a copy of Back to the Future. That's our family Bible. That is the most sacred document in our family that we agree. Is is just is perfection, and I believe in that. I believe in Back to the Future. So for me, if I swear on Back to the Future, you know I'm stone cold telling the truth. Yikes! Still the greatest film I've ever seen.
1: No, oh, hands just, down. It was a great movie. Yeah. Yes.
0: Second, now my father, the rabbi, somewhere is just his, his ears are tingling, oh, and he's yes, saying, yes. "Not the Old Testament, not Genesis, not Exodus, not Leviticus." <laughs> no. Yeah. Love me some Bible, but come on. Have you seen Back to the Future? The Twin Pine, Lone Pine thing at the end? The Bible didn't have that. Just putting it out there. Twists. Twists you never see coming. Anyhow, uh, before I put my foot totally in my mouth. Uh, Sunday night, Hell in a Cell. I'm going to go now. I'm going to watch Back to the Future. It's going to be glorious in 4K. Yes. But they do have extra auditions. It's only like five minutes. But you could see Thomas Howell as Marty McFly. You could see uh, Billy uh, Zane uh, from Titanic uh, as, uh, as Biff. You could see Peter Deloys as Biff. Uh, there's a and uh, Ben Stiller as Marty McFly, which is super weird.
1: That is weird. That would never work. Oh my god!
0: It does not. See Thomas Howell though would have I could probably kind been of. the next.
1: He was a huge star too.
0: Yeah, probably would have been the second best choice. Anyhow, on that note, catch you back here yep. Sunday on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. Take care. Bye guys.